Hey, hey, welcome to episode 14 of Ever Present with Sherry Beckerson. So, stage two tomorrow, guys. Is everyone excited? I know I am feeling pretty excited about it. Um, for most of us in Ontario, anyways. Hopefully, Peel and Toronto and Windsor can be joining us soon. But, like Premier Doug Ford says, we still need to just remember to be vigilant and not let our guards down completely because we're not truly out of this quite yet. But either way, I think we all need to just stay intentional in the basics. You know, wash our hands, respect distance, don't share food or drink, respect who's hugging and who's not, all of those things. And this just got me thinking this week, just the importance of being intentional of the basics in general. I've shared this quote before because it's one of my absolute favorites and gaining a true understanding of this over the past almost two years of my life has really, truly changed me. It's Aristotle's, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. This is just so powerful when you really grasp it. It seems so obvious though, right? Of course, we become what we do the most. We become what we eat the most. We become who we surround ourselves with the most. We become what we think about the most. Of course, anything we do often is going to rub off on us, but we don't always consciously think about it this way, do we? So although this is maybe common sense, I don't think it's always common practice to actually be intentional in what we repeatedly do. And I just want to talk about that this week. Just three ways I think we can be more intentional and just really be vigilant coming to see the sheer importance that we really are, what we repeatedly do, and how this can help us be more successful each day. I think we can do it by practicing, number one, the 80-20 rule, number two, burn the boats, and number three, be conscious participants. Number one, 80-20 rule, I use this all the time now with my food and meal planning. Now that I'm in a maintenance phase and strengthening my lifestyle habits, like eating habits, sleep, exercise, water intake, these foundational habits are what I believe everything else is based off in our lives. These habits determine if we have the energy, mental clarity, and physical ability to show up as our best in all the other areas. And we wear so many hats, don't we? We're parents, we're employees, we're friends, we're bosses, we're students, we're husbands, we're wives. We have all of these hats to wear and without the right foundation, you can't show up your best. Brendan Burchard says, a power plant doesn't have energy, a power plant makes energy. And that's just like our bodies. In order for each of us to be able to fulfill the roles and the hats that we wear effectively, we need energy. And we must make that energy. It isn't just naturally inside of us. And our lifestyle habits really determine our energy levels. That's why they're so foundational. Just like a house, you can't build a strong, durable house without a strong foundation. Our bodies are the exact same. Taking care of our most basic needs like sleep, nutrition, hydration, and exercise is what sets us up to succeed. And I think small steps are key. For example, even just getting one hour more of sleep each night will over seven days lead to an increase in energy, boost in your mood, have greater focus and attention, and just a much better start to the day because of a rested brain and body. This in turn really starts to balance out key hormones as well, like cortisol, which is our stress hormone, and melatonin, which is our rest and repair hormone. So getting to bed one hour earlier, it's not a huge change, yet it produces this significant results, and in a short time. So this is why I think that we can all always start somewhere, taking one step towards a better lifestyle. 
and this could be as easy as going to bed an hour earlier or even maybe adding more water to your your daily intake small changes with significant effects but because we're human and not perfect that's why i think an 80 20 is a pretty good gauge in my eyes to be intentional so for at least 80 percent of my meals each week i know that they are meals that will fuel my body or at least 80% of the time I'm getting proper sleep and 20% of the time I may miss my workout or I may be eating a piece of cake but again we are what we repeatedly do so it's what we do most consistently that matters Um, and so being aware of whether or not you make healthy lifestyle decisions the majority of the time I think is key we operate at 95% subconscious So think about it. Every decision we make in life is either a conscious response or an unconscious reaction. So we need to be aware of our daily choices as awareness creates conscious thinking or else we will just respond out of habit, which is not always best for us. For example, like me, every time I am stressed, I honestly want to crush as much chocolate as possible. That's my automatic default habit. My unconscious reaction to stress is eating chocolate. My conscious response to stress is now, and I am still working on this, it doesn't always work, but is exercise. So instead of eating chocolate, I'll decide to exercise. And it really does work. But you know what they say, old habits die hard because they are so ingrained. So this means it will take conscious effort and thought to rewire and rebuild my new habit of exercise each time. And I mean, if you are discouraged because you keep trying to change and always seem to end up right back where you started, I 100% feel you. For years, I lived the yo-yo diets, up 20 pounds, down 20 pounds, up 30 pounds, down 25 pounds, trying every diet, trying every juice cleanse. And I've probably purchased 90% of Beachbody exercise routines. I'm, I'm not kidding. But I realize now it was not my achievement that I struggled with. It was my alignment aligning my belief systems with my actions intentionally this is what i've found to be the key and the game changer i've always known how to achieve short-term success most of us do but i did not know how to maintain it and that is where i see so many of us struggle having goals achieving the goals and then going right back to where you started but i promise i beat this And I strongly believe now it can only be done when aligning your subconscious belief systems with what you are trying to achieve. So in other words, we need a strong why behind anything and everything we truly want. And that takes setting intention. Do you know Oprah Winfrey starts every single meeting setting the intention for the meeting? Because it's just so important. So for me, this time when wanting to take back my health into my own hands, I started by changing my old why, which really was kind of vain as it had more to do with my body image and wanting to look a certain way, to my new why, which is all about wellness, holistic wellness of my mind, body, and spirit. This why has been exactly why I no longer yo-yo in my weight or my lifestyle habits, because this why allows me to Um, see just the impact what I do with my body physically has a ripple effect for all other areas of my health and I just no longer fear going back this time as well I know the yo-yo will not happen again 
for me. And I think it's because once you have a conscious why that truly matters deeply to you, you can and will intentionally go after and achieve anything. That's what successful people do. And I know I also no longer fear going backwards because I've learned the value of number two, burn the boats. It was Julius Caesar. He said, if you want to take the island, burn the boats. I wanted the island this time so badly that I have burned the boats. There's no going back. And that's what this simply means. Once you set your intention, the island, there's no turning back. That's burning the boats. I truly believe you need to get so fed up with yourself, with your choices, with the same complaints, with feeling out of control in areas where you know you actually have control, like diet and exercise, for example. You need to get just fed up living the way you have been. As to want real change, I believe you need your emotions to really drive you. And that's what happened for me. I decided I no longer wanted to be the one who could participate in the conversations anymore about yo-yo dieting and just the issues around it. I was just so sick of it. This coupled with one of life's landmines, or also known as a life crisis, was the exact thing that kickstarted me in this area. So I know I've burned the boats to this island and I'm certain I will not go back to being that yo-yo type person because of my why regarding my overall health and my awareness of my overall health. It's just so much greater than how I look, for example. And at its essence, burning the boats represents a point of no return. It's a psychological commitment where you recognize that you have crossed a line never to cross back. This can be applied to any major decisions we walk or we, we walk through in life. And there's times in life when we need to make those decisions and sometimes we're not sure um, which path to really travel. We gather as many facts as we can, we measure the risk, and then we use our best judgment. Once we make those decisions though, we have to be willing to stick with it and not allow fear and second guessing to derail us. So instead of focusing on the what ifs, we need to concentrate on the tasks at hand and, and the steps needed to be successful, no matter what decision you're making or what change you're pursuing. And I think Martin Luther King Jr. said it best when he said, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. Because it's the how, which is the whole staircase, that's actually none of our business. So many of us get stuck in indecision because we can't see the whole staircase. We don't know how it's all going to work out, but I don't think we're actually meant to. We need to take steps towards change in faith. And burning the boats allows us to do that. Making those intentional decisions in faith makes this possible. Even think a new career path or job opportunity. Right now with COVID-19, many people have taken the risk and tons of faith and had to be creative and go online, for example, or even in relationships. I know this is huge for me. I have burned the bridge on keeping toxic relationships. We teach people how to treat us. So burning the boats means I will not go back to those types of relationships. We may need to burn the boat on some self-sabotaging mindsets, limiting beliefs that do not serve us. Whatever it is, when we burn the boats, when we decide in our hearts that there is no going back, that takes intention. Tony Robbins adds to this quote by saying, if you want the island, you need to burn the boats because with absolute commitment come insights that create real victory. So when we go all in, Sure, there's a level of risk, but it also eliminates the plan Bs that can actually distract us sometimes anyways. So whatever you're facing right now, commit wholeheartedly, burn the boat and know this will bring insight and real victory and success your way. But this can all only happen 
if we are conscious participants. This to me is all about the elephant and the rope scenario. So you may have heard it before, but baby elephants were traditionally trained by tying one of their front legs to a stake in the ground. Because the elephants are small, only a thin rope was really required. And they would struggle and pull at first, but eventually they realized that they couldn't break the rope and they just gave up. But elephants grow really fast, as we know. So before long, those cute little babies became giant elephants. But here's the kicker. That same thin rope is all that was needed to keep them secured. They thought that the rope could still hold them, so they never tried to break free. And in life, we have all sorts of invisible mental ropes placed on us, don't we? By parents, teachers, coaches, there's many. And a lot of the times our mental ropes come by people who are well-intentioned but misguided, who were just doing the best they could with what they knew. And they were likely also handled these, handed these mental ropes by someone in their life that did not serve them. And that's how the cycle continues. So this is why it's so crucial that we intentionally become conscious participants of our lives so that we don't let the easily broken thin rope like the elephant hold us back. Just like all of us who need to check our hearts and belief systems about black people with the Black Lives Matter movement, these belief systems that were and have been handed to us and that we didn't decide for ourselves, this is an example of a mental rope that we are tied to, racism and discrimination. And if not checked and consciously considered, we won't be able to break free from it. And when we live consciously, we live making decisions for ourselves. This could be as significant as the ropes of racism or as simple as, say, eating. Intuitive eating is when you pay attention to how the food you eat makes your body feel. It seems simple enough, right? Even if every time you eat, you feel maybe sluggish, bloated, gassy, or so stuffed that you don't want to move, that's not good. But I also don't think it's something you want to repeatedly do as well. But so many of us do it. And why? Old habits, maybe stress. It's just hard to change. Either way, being intentional, having a stronger why when eating intuitively, for example, and challenging those mental ropes that we're tied to, that's the key. I think, and for me, the mental rope here would be stress equaling binge eating chocolate. So breaking this rope each time that I choose exercise actually weakens the power of the rope on me. And it really reinforces the alignment of who I am and who I want to be. So I just encourage you not to be like the elephant who could break free from the rope but thinks he can't. So he doesn't try. You can. I believe you 100% can choose the life you want. And it all starts with intentional, repeated, consistent daily decisions. As I continue to read and learn, this is what I'm learning successful people do. They know that they are what they repeatedly do. So consistency is key. And they live by an 80-20, if not better, range of intentionality. They burn the boats and go all in. And they live as conscious participants of their lives, creating their life, not being slaves to their impulses or circumstances. A quote I want to read to you today, it says, Do not be dismayed by the brokenness of the world. All things break and all things can be mended, not with time, as they say, but with intention. L.R. Nost. And I love this because... You'll often hear people say, oh, just give it time. It just takes time or time heals all. But I do not believe that for a minute. 
Time does not heal. It's what you choose to intentionally and repeatedly do with your time that determines who you become. Alrighty, my friends, that is the end of episode 14 of Ever Present with Sherry Beckerson. Please join me next week for the end of season one of Ever Present. Season two will start July 9th, where I will share my story about my brother's life, death, and the impact as July 9th is the 15th year anniversary of his death. So season two will look a little bit different for Ever Present as following July 9th as I'll be posting seven minute motivationals each week. So I hope you join me. I hope you stay safe and intentional with the basics moving into stage two tomorrow and of course stay intentional of the basics in your health and your lifestyle habits always remembering that you truly are what you repeatedly do i love you i believe in you and i will see you next week for the final episode of season one Thank you so much for listening to episode 14 of Ever Present. If you found it valuable, please share it with a friend. Remember, sharing is caring. I hope you remember to get out there and be intentional this week and know that you are what you repeatedly do. Have a great one.